Attention, citizens, it's time for Super Pope Science. So this is the inaugural episode of Super Pulp Science, uh, where we're going to talk about super pulpy science things that uh, I like and Justin likes. And we have brought a very special guest for our first episode, the person who's actually going to teach us all about how to do podcasts on our first podcast, <laughs> Dan Vatterbonker, who's here with us today. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. Well, Absolutely. thanks for coming to the giant mess. What people can't see is our studio has been turned upside down and shaken twice. Um, we have canvases all over the floor and art in piles and a huge mess because we're prepping for um, a comic show and an art show, which are going to happen in two weeks over the next two weeks. So thanks for putting up with the mess. No, nah, it's nothing. Nothing. I'm, I, I have kids, so I'm, I'm used to that kind of stuff. <laughs> not, not to say you guys are like children or anything that, but like I have kids too. My kids made this mess. That's, that's right. That's right. Say. Are there more toys in here than than the kids have? Maybe too. Probably, yeah. But you guys have like like the impressive collection of toys that you're not allowed to touch, <laughs> which I don't dare. I lo- would love to collect that stuff, but I don't dare because my kids are going to want to play with it. My my friend um, Kenton, who uh, co-hosts the Star Wars podcast with me, we do weekly. Uh, he has a huge collection of Star Wars toys. And I mean, I can't, I can't do that. I wish I could. Well, my big fear, because I have two children, an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, was that I would bring, Justin has a large collection of Ashley Wood super robots, mm. and I was very worried that uh, they would ruin them. But Justin is so chill about his stuff. He just sort of shrugs, like if something comes loose or something, it's what he goes, whatever, toys should be played with. So. <laughs> That's I grew up in cool. a household with five other siblings, so you really couldn't grow attached to anything in particular. <laughs> Science. So one of the things we're going to do today is make sense of the mess. This is our first podcast, and so Dan has uh, very graciously volunteered to teach us the ropes of podcasting and to explain a little bit to us about how podcasts work and why they work and where his podcasts work, how long he's done it, all those sorts of things as a way of lifting the veil. One of the things we're going to do in this show, what I hope to do in this show, is to share some of the creative processes that we uh, use to make things here in the studio. And one of the things we're making in the studio now is a podcast, so it seems like a good place to start. Why podcasts, Dan? Um, we have this discussion in, in class a lot. I teach at the uni- or university, whatever. I teach at uh, Red River College um, uh, in the Creative Communications program, and I teach a lot of radio-related and audio production type of courses. And we have this conversation about the radio industry and where it's going and what kind of competition is out there for it. And certainly podcasting is, is a much more mainstream thing now than it was even five years ago. Um, and every time I talk to somebody about it, everybody has a list of podcasts that they listen to and, and download. And, and uh, I just it's growing and it's a great medium for those who like to consume media this way. For those who like to listen, it's a great medium. And, and some people like to watch videos. Some people like to read print. Some people like to read comic books, but, but for this type of medium, podcasting is a great way to communicate your brand and your, your ideas. Is that, that like kind of an especially like, I don't know if this is, I noticed like just more the creative community love, like we have a lot of work where it's kind of grunt work where we don't really have to be thinking or concentrating too hard. We just have to be working. So listening to podcasts just goes so well with, you know, if you have to paint for four hours you listen to yeah, four once, hours of podcast once the hard thinking work of the composition yeah, is yeah. done it's just doing the composition and so putting in the podcast so then maybe do you think dan that podcasts fit into that same uh arena that um say uber does or airbnb in that 
people are buying their time back. Like those kinds of services succeed and have started to explode, I think, largely because um, it gives you time back that you didn't have before. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so we listen to these podcasts and it gives us a time, like an ability to learn and be educated and give that time back to us. Instead of losing it in the grunt work of cleaning the studio, we instead spend that time learning all about, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, adventures in design, the podcast. Yeah. So whenever I have really crappy work to do at the studio, I put that on loud and I tell myself I'm at least learning something. Well, that, and that's the cool thing about podcasting is, is it's very niche and you can basically find a podcast for everything and yeah. whatever you want. So it, what it's done is kind of, it's fragmented like mainstream television has, whereas like maybe a decade ago you would have put on, if you don't like music, like people, most people like music, but if you like listening to talk as opposed to music, you might put on like a, a talk radio station in the background while you're doing your work. That's always been there, but yeah. podcasting allows you to break down. I want to listen to a podcast about design, so I'm going to listen to that right. one. I'm going to listen to a podcast about Star Wars, about Indiana, Indiana Jones, so you can really kind of choose whatever you want to listen to. You have much more choice out there than you so did. So different than radio, you know, here in Winnipeg, there's you know a half a dozen radio stations at least that are sort of in the mainstream, but they seem to target the everyman yeah. most of the time. Whereas with the podcast, you're saying drill down deep into the niche of your idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, radio stations need to go broad appeal. They need to try to attract as wide an audience as possible to in order to satisfy their advertisers. So uh, no such pressure here. But does, <laughs> we, uh, okay, so we're not making a, any money on this, but that's here's okay. a question for both of you. Then do you think that the minutia of it becomes self-serving and it's you know it just like too many podcasts feed egos um maybe 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 do you think there's a danger in that like if i just bring people in to talk about only what i think is good <laughs> is there is there a danger as a person trying to start a podcast of losing listeners like is there is there a, ah. i don't think there's a magic formula but maybe you found one i think part of part of what you do is you, you be, you're yourself right you'll be yourself and people either like you or they don't yeah, and, and it or leave it, right? yeah, yeah. They're, they're not gonna um you know they, they tune into the podcast or tune in whatever that's an old term they download or stream the podcast because they like you they like your work presumably and uh that's what's going to keep them listening it's not about you know, you, of course you want to make or it. haters. Do you think there's a lot of haters? <laughs> well, well, somebody once told me, I was, uh, when I worked at CJOB, um, one of the, my boss there used to be the producer for Charles Adler, who used to be a well-known talk radio host, national. He's kind of like the Canadian Rush Limbaugh in a lot of ways. Um, and he said the people who hated Charles Adler uh, uh, listen as much as the people who love him. That's and what so I felt. That I had a love-hate relation. I used to listen to a lot of Adler, and mostly, like every now and then, he would bring on an insightful guest, and it would kind of clear the air. But for the most part, I was always surprised at what an angry yeah. old codger he no, was. No, I know, but that was, it was a persona. It was absolutely persona. Yeah. I met him a few times in the studio. Very, very nice guy. Gave me some very encouraging words as a young broadcaster. And, and uh, I mean, I think he's still doing a show out, out of Vancouver now. He's doing like a satellite show or something. I don't know. I guess in this age, you know, we have this whole choose-your-own-news kind of thing where people will listen to what they like. Uh, so they probably, maybe we won't get as many haters, but people who don't like your, your work or your opinion will just rather turn you off and listen to a podcast that does agree with their opinion, right. which okay. is, a, which is a real danger as well, right? Yeah. Cause you want to get a diverse set of opinions out there. And it's part of the whole, you know, fake news cycle and, and people in their bubble and we're not getting, uh, enough of the opposing view in, in a lot of cases. Right. So that does happen. Attention citizens. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw back the veil here and talk specifics of the technology sure. that we're using here to make our podcast work 
We all have a uh, microphone in our hands with these long cables that connect into some strange esoteric box, which connects into <laughs> so a esoteric. laptop. It's, it's, a, it's got a purpose. Um, so why don't you t- what, give us the tour? Okay, so uh, while well, we're talking, we're just using, and this is a, I bought this on uh, Amazon. Sorry, Justin, you need more cord there. Uh, by the way, these cords are very long, and that's because I never know. I could have gone for a shorter cable, but I didn't know what kind of applications I was going to be using this for, so I wanted to get one with some range. Um, So yeah, I have a mixer, small mixer here, which ran me about, I want to say, 100 and something bucks for that. The microphones were another 100 bucks, so probably about 250 bucks for the whole thing with taxes. And it's plugging in by USB cord to my laptop, which is just a MacBook Pro, um, running Adobe Audition, uh, which is the, uh, the recording software. And uh, that's pretty much it. It's very straightforward. Anybody who knows anything about audio equipment will recognize this stuff. Uh, so it's nothing fancy. And I've even seen, I mean, I've, I used to use, um, when I first started doing this, as far as a remote kind of location, because uh, we do record at the studio at, at the college a lot of the time, uh, we had a Yeti microphone, which is a very popular kind of USB microphone of, of good quality. A lot of um, game streamers use that for their their Twitch streams and stuff. And um, and that was pretty good. But this, I find that nothing beats like a, a pure directional microphone. Like you're just talking right into it. Uh, it cuts out all the extra noise. If we were in a crowded place right now, right. Um, we wouldn't get a whole lot of the, the noise around us. It would just be the voice. So this setup is uh, fairly portable. As long as you have power, you just Yeah, I just need defend- power. So if you wanted to go like, you know, go to uh, do a podcast from your table at a con or something yeah. like that, you could absolutely do that. So the directional Provided you pay for the power. For that. Yeah, I, I hear the power is pretty expensive over at the convention center. I yeah, power is yeah. crazy at shows. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Is that a thing that you guys see across the board when you go to shows across everywhere? everywhere? Two things that they charge the nose for: power and internet. Yeah, and which just blows me away because that to me that's just like the two things you need the most, right? Yeah. Now maybe not for you guys for your setup, or you learn to adapt, but it would sure be nice to have that stuff. And even if you do get on the Wi-Fi, enough people have bought it to bog it down. So I've paid, I've paid, yeah, well over a hundred dollars. For, for internet at a show. Two-day show. Yeah, only to have it, like, barely work. Oh, that's awful. Because everybody's buying it and everybody's using it, and it, it yeah, so it's terrible. We have friends who need electricity, but they don't want to pay for it, so they lug around, like, a, a huge Canadian tire, like... Um, like charge your car, like restart yeah, your yeah, car. Yeah, I've got like one of those, yeah. And they've modded it out with even more battery. I don't know. It looks, yeah, they had an electrician friend of theirs who told them that he could make a um, like a, a serviceable full weekend power system out of two of those batteries. Yeah, because before it only lasted two stuff. days and yeah. now it lasts four days. So they yeah. can go an entire show wow. with just the one charge. That doesn't that does not sound safe. It does. Yeah, it looks <laughs> a little questionable. But the uh, the effect, the the end result is is pretty, pretty awesome. They've yeah. got a lot of lights. So when, when you guys want to do the podcast from a, a show, yeah. just borrow that setup. <laughs> just borrow that. Just setup. borrow that. Say, can yeah. I use your power for, you know, an hour and then. I did, uh, um, and part of what got me into this setup specifically was that we did do um, a weekend of podcasting at C4 a couple of years ago. Uh, we were the Manitoba Podcast Network at the time, and it was myself and a couple of other like-minded individuals who enjoyed, we all had our own podcasts, and basically we all kind of went in on the table. It was like a club table, so it wasn't too expensive, and nice. we um, just took turns uh, uh, doing podcasts over the course of the weekend, and then we'd go over and grab people from tables and bring them back and interview them so that's kind of what and and the guy who had the equipment for that a guy named mike haynes um 
had this kind of a setup. So it worked really well. We also had a microphone set up like um, on a on a stand that kind of faced outwards, so anybody could walk up to the microphone and talk to us oh, and stuff, which cool. was great. Uh, and I remember kicking my. Well, I wasn't there, but at the time it was the year that Rene Aubergine was there. Is that how you say his last name? Odo, basically. Yeah. Odo from Deep Space Nine, and it, apparently he walked right up to the table and was looking at the setup and everything. <laughs> and I was listening to it because we were streaming live. I was in my car driving somewhere at the time, and the host kind of, I guess, blanked because right. he was he was starstruck by the guy coming up, <laughs> and I'm like. In Take, put him on talk to him what are you doing you know yeah. uh anyway whatever that was but when but it's a it's a lot of fun and certainly people really enjoy uh being a part of the conversation well and, and one of the reasons for this is that for the last you know for the last year i've been writing and illustrating and doing shows full time but before that for the nine years before that i've been a classroom teacher and the yeah. and the one thing that i've been missing the most is the capacity to uh, warp minds? Warp minds, yeah. No, share some of the uh, share some of the stuff yeah. that we do. Also, yeah, you know, turn people into your unholy army of the night. Um, <laughs> and I just thought, and and I used to blog, so these a lot, and and I haven't had a, really the impetus to do either of those things in the way that I'd like to do it. And then it just sort of struck me that I've always wanted to do a podcast, and maybe it could fill the niche of those two sort of desires in how I spend my creative time sharing some of some ideas with people who don't know those things and uh, uh, cataloging some of my time. My friend uh, Sam Biko, who has uh, her own podcast, Business BFFs, her and uh, Claire Marshall, I was talking with her about starting this and I said at the very least it will become a uh, interesting time capsule, audio time capsule to my kids of stuff their crazy dad was up to. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I, I definitely agree with the blogging thing. I used to also blog quite a bit, but it's it's hard to dedicate time to writing every week. And if you get paid to do it, then you can spend all day writing an article. But to do that full time and then to, to set aside time to blog, it's just too, too tough. This is easy. This is like sit down, have a conversation, post it. Very, very straightforward and, and comes much easier to me than, than blogging. Yeah, my wife mm -hmm. has a weekly blog. She does uh, fashion inspirational posts and and she spends a lot of thinking time building up to it. Uh, she's actually, I'm a little jealous of her capacity to write on the fly. She'll just Ooh. think for a long time and then sit down for an hour or two and just hit the marks. That's nice. Uh, That's but, a nice talent to have. Yeah, but to do a well-done blog, like the ones that I read and follow, I know people are working really hard at it. And there's something a little bit more uh, visceral about a podcast and a conversation. Yeah. You know? Like we can put Justin on the spot. Like, uh, <laughs> tell us something uh, embarrassing about your childhood. Oh, um, okay. So I had Spider-Man pajamas, and uh, I loved my Spider-Man pajamas to the point where I would not want to take my Spider-Man pajamas off. <laughs> so for uh, before kindergarten, it's nursery school, right? For, yeah. So for nursery school, oftentimes I had my Spider-Man pajamas on underneath my regular clothes <laughs> and this lasted until one day i needed to be spider-man at school so i took my clothes off revealing my spider-man pajamas and i remember having a conversation with mom after that and i wasn't allowed to wear my spider-man pajamas see like depending on who's listening i think at least half of the people listening consider that to be a badge of honor not a, <laughs> not a uh, embarrassing story the other question is what was the conversation between the teacher and your mom that's what i want to know i don't remember the teacher being overly bothered by it i remember mom being a little more embarrassed but i remember mrs your mom didn't Wait, know like, you did you did this? not she you pulled this off without your mother's knowledge no, 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 well, I did it while I was at school. Yeah. Um, and then the teacher told mom afterwards. 
or no, no, no. I don't think the teacher told mom. It was, <laughs> I, ha- I went to school with my first, my first cousin was in the class. And my first cousin told my aunt, who told my mom. Oh, that's how it happens. It made its way back through the grapevine. Round and round she goes. Yeah. This uh, insightful chasing artwork story <laughs> has been brought to you by Super Pulp Science. Super Pulp Science. I'm starting a online magazine. I wanted to dip into uh, Patreon a little bit, but I didn't want to do it in a giant multi-tier new business. Yeah. Um, I produce anywhere between 30 and 50 pages of comics in a given month, um, and about half of those are for uh, clients, and the other half are creator-owned projects. Um, And I wanted a capacity to share some of that work before I had to put it in print. So we're doing... Uh, Super Pulp Science Magazine as a $5 subscription, and then you get all that creator-owned content before it sees print. So sort of a year early, between six months and a year early. Is your best case scenario with Patreon that that becomes like a main source of income? Do you, like, is that is that something you're... You know what? It's actually, it goes backwards. When yeah. I looked at why Patreon in this particular instance, it wasn't because I was hoping to get paid some you know huge amount of money from a bunch of people it was that it became a really easy way to have people come to one place and download something and have access to um creator-owned content in a way that was a little bit more proprietary Hmm. um i have a you know a lot of quote-unquote free content on twitter and instagram but i wanted to put some more meaty specific content in a place that wasn't a blog um, because I don't want to talk about how I'm doing it. I just want to show it. So like yeah. the new issue has a whole bunch of my character design work from a new graphic novel I'm doing for Portage in Maine. It has um, a unseen Ghost Doctor 13 story. It has um, a character that I've sort of made up or re-skinned, if you will, called the Invincible Atlas in a very super pulp science story. And it's just my way of sort of playing around with all the stuff I like without any of the rules that a publisher normally gives you. Yeah, no, I, I like that. And, and Patreon has become this great platform for independent creators to get some revenue for this stuff. Um, it's a good way for people to show their appreciation for the creator. But yeah, you want to get some some money. It's There's value to this content. And part of the issue with this whole, this is what's facing like the print industry as far as journalism is concerned, people don't assign a value necessarily to that content, so they don't want to pay for it. But people should want to pay for it. Yeah. Right. You know, it's interesting. I had a moment yesterday walking. Uh, so we're here in the Exchange District, the heart of Winnipeg, and I'm doing a project with um, uh, the Faculty of Medicine right now, oh, nice. a book called Medicine. But so I walk from here to the uh, HSC campus, right. which is, I don't know, about five, eight blocks. And so I'm walking along and I'm thinking a lot about Gord Downey. You know, he just passed away and I'm, you know, humming those songs to myself as I'm walking along. And I see his face staring at me from the sidewalk. I look down and there's a newspaper coverage of Gord Downey. I thought, oh, well, you know, I've got a little bit of walk. I pick it up off the ground. It's written by Melissa Martin, someone who I know tangentially, but Mm -hmm. she's a fantastic writer. And as I'm reading it and just really enjoying all of her pontifications about this very sad moment, I realize what a jerk I am because I picked it up as like trash in the wind and I can't remember the last time I sought out a newspaper. Yeah, no, it, it's, a, it's a real problem for the industry, and they have to solve it. It's not like, you know, do you read the newspapers at all, Justin? Never. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's something for a younger person like yourself, it's, it's more common that they'll get news from, from social media, from Twitter, from whatever, 
uh, the idea of actually going out and buying a newspaper is so foreign yeah. to a lot of younger people. And it's, I mean, this is a whole other podcast we could do on, on the state of the print industry as far as journalism goes. But it is, I mean, you're not a jerk for doing that. That's a, even before the internet, that was something that would happen, right? right? You would have done that 20 years ago. You'd be walking down the street and pick up a newspaper and read it. Um, but what you could do is go get a subscription to the Winnipeg Free Press. Yeah. To, to well, so I guess a part of the, the sort of the roundabout way is why I bring that up is that people can find things now yeah. in unexpected ways. And a podcast in some regards and doing Super Pulp Magazine as a Patreon is that sort of thing. Likely what will happen, because I'm going to release it as PDFs, is that as soon as someone has one, They'll post it somewhere else on the internet. For free. For free. Yeah. Right? And so my content will become the fluttering newspaper in the wind. Right. And I'm actually, I'm okay with that. Okay. Like the part of me that recognizes that you can't keep it in the bottle. Justin, your stuff gets stolen all the time. How do you feel about it? Um, it used to really bug me. And I talk to, I get, like, I, I have this conversation with people at uh, conventions a lot. Um you know, their stuff will get taken and put on, uh, the, the best case scenario gets put on those wallpaper sites where it's just, they take popular stuff from the internet and they post it up for people to download from a wallpaper site and they don't cite the artist. Like, you mean computer wallpaper, right? Yeah, yeah okay. computer wallpaper. Yeah. Worst case scenario is all those companies that um, sell it as canvases or posters or like, there. if you go on, you know, eBay, Etsy, um, there's hundreds of sites that have... Uh, limited sales where they just take popular stuff from the internet and they plop it on something to and they print it. And the horrible thing is, um, other than it being stolen, is they're taking low-quality images, putting it on a T-shirt and selling it to people, so people are getting these horrible, grainy-quality images. You know what I find um, I'm going to interrupt you. What yeah. I find funny about that is what really upsets you, like people can't see his face right now, so I'll just describe to you. <laughs> the only time in this story where pain was evident was this notion that a low-resolution image of his work <laughs> would represent him somehow. Would you find that the people who do that kind of thing wouldn't care that it's low-res? Or I think, yeah, if you're semi-internet savvy, you can immediately tell that one of these sites is clearly just a, a, a site that rips off other people because they have just... A crazy range of of stuff, all just from every corner of the internet. Um, so they're really easy to spot. Um, that it's obviously not the artist, and it's not a legit company. They just have a whatever they thought was cool looking. Um, what about your work being in the wind like that, though? Does that I you? I like it. I like. I think that has a lot to do with uh, how much my stuff has gotten around. Um, like it really kind of. It struck me. I went to an Australia convention two years ago, and people recognized my... Uh, I have this Cloud and Sephiroth image that I did in a lunch hour, like probably 10 years ago now, like in 2008 yeah, or nine. I did a Cloud and Sephiroth, I Will Never Be a Memory wallpaper print, and uh, it got picked up by a bunch of wallpaper sites, and it's just been around the internet a lot, and... In Australia, people were recognizing it. And as like a, a kid who grew up on a farm in rural Manitoba, like that's so cool. Um, and, you know, it's, it sucks that people are stealing it on the internet. But at the end of the day, that affects me as much as I want it to. Right, yeah. Like it doesn't it Better, doesn't better really... to make new work than police old work. Yeah. yeah. Now, when I, the first time I saw that happen of your work were in a way that I was like, whoa. Uh, Stan Winston Studios posted um, 
I forget what piece it was of yours, but I remember the phrase that they posted underneath it was uh, studio inspiration for today. And it was a piece of Justin Curry artwork. And I was just like, Wah. you know, but they didn't cite his. They didn't cite were him they either. Post, they were posting it as though it was their own? No. Mm -hmm. They oh, okay. were just saying, like, here's some stuff that we're using in the studio to inspire the work that we're doing today. And it was Justin's work. Do you and remember what piece it was, Justin? I think it was the Auto Avengers. Was it Auto Avengers? Yeah, it was when I was – I redesigned a bunch of Batman characters, and then I went on to the Avengers and redesigned these characters as robots. And Stan Winston liked them. I think after that, they did – they posted and credited me because – Well, yeah. and then what happened in the, in the comments underneath it, which I was just – I thought was so cool, uh, a legion of people who knew your work posted yeah. links and credit. They're like, oh, well, that's Justin Curry's work. Oh, that's Justin Curry's work. Here, chasing artwork, you know, link, 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 link. And so there's a democratization of that policing effect, I think, that happens with fans. You know, if you're big enough to be stolen, you might also be big enough to be defended by the, by the people who like you. That's so. pretty cool. I, I like that idea. Big enough to be stolen from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a mark of honor now that people are stealing your work. I, the other thing I, I wonder about is people who... And maybe this is a conversation for another podcast on its own, but people who, um, the idea of fan art versus original art at, con at conventions, and right. you see a lot of. Yeah, we do a whole show or three yeah, about that, I think. I think so. Do you really, yeah, so we're going <laughs> to. Okay, so yeah. let's, let's put a pin in it then. Let's, yeah. let's, uh, but it's an interesting uh, phenomenon that uh, I've noticed, and I'm sure everyone who goes to cons on a regular basis notices this as well. I think that argument is much more. I used to be very black and white about the argument, um, you were. but it's much more nuanced than I ever suspected. Having spent, you know, the last twelve months at twenty-five or so shows, I see a much, I see it much more differently than when I did three or four shows. Yeah, uh, um, like for example, you, Justin, you take uh, characters and and put a twist on them. I'm looking around. I'm seeing is that a Voltron over there? It's uh, the Gundam Unicorn. Oh, okay, it's a sorry. Common mistake. Yeah, people think it's Optimus Prime. <laughs> I know it was Voltron. It looks, it looks a little or, bit like Voltron. Yeah. But that's an existing <laughs> character. Now you yeah. put your own unique twist on it, yeah. and you have a, another one. My son has actually one of your Iron Man. The Steampunk um, Iron Man. Yeah, he loves that pit print. He's got that up in his room. Um, so that's like a, an existing Marvel character that you put an, an interesting and uh, different twist on. But does that mean that, um, are you, like, I guess, are you allowed to do that because it's a Marvel character? Let me answer that for you for side, as a sidebar. Um, that work that you're referencing and that question, which I think is one for a whole podcast, yeah. um, has Justin currently working for Marvel there you go. right now. Marvel oh. referenced my fan art as they, yeah, so I'm currently working for Marvel on... Um, Concept art for one of the upcoming films. You can say what it is. I can bleep it out. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not allowed. I, I shouldn't. Um, so I'm not allowed to I, just I just want to know what it is. Everybody but. cover your ears. No. Um, but in the process of what they wanted me to do with this character, they referenced my like all my all these pieces of fan art from my DeviantArt as like, this is why we want you because you did this. And here's what you know. What you do with this character? Like, can you do something like that with this character? And so, so it was kind of like it was surreal. The amount of um, and same with like when I worked with Blizzard too. Like they, they referenced my fat art was why I got hired. So your creative vision matches their creative vision in yeah. a way, or inspires yeah. their creative it, vision, yeah. right? It's, they said, "Oh, this is a great direction. We want to take this character in this direction. Show us what that would look like." Yeah, that's so well, cool. Well, the the example that Justin's used in the past, which I, I you know, I can't help but agree with. Is that when a band starts out, usually they start out doing cover songs. Yep, yep, that's a good. Right, that's very they good. Do cover songs until they have enough of their own material, 
And in the last couple of years, Justin's been producing a lot of his own material and doing less of the fan art. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to be here in the studio with him and to see it happening. Um, yeah, no, it's great. And I, I, I was just realizing that we got off our topic of podcasting, which does happen during podcasts. <laughs> yeah. We're off on a tangent, but that's okay. That's allowed to happen. Super. What are some tips that you can give us for, um, should a show have a theme? Should a show have a specific topic? How do you wrangle people back yeah. on topic? Do people come, come for the theme or do they come for the, the people talking? Do they come for the guests? A little bit of yeah, both, yeah. a little bit of all that, but yeah. but really, um, the, so I, I think that the best way to do it is to have each show have a central theme or topic, like each episode rather, right. have a central topic or theme. Speaking right? of which, I uh, just want to side, yeah, sidebar for a sec. When I first started listening to podcasts, all I wanted, because I was also starting out as like into Comic-Cons, I wanted a podcast talking about how to get into Artist Alley and how to like do Artist Alley. And I found a whole bunch of kind of like meandering, not quite talking about anything in particular, just really broad strokes. So I want to do an entire thing on like very specifically how you get in, how you set up, how to print, how to sell, how to da 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 da. Well, like you've been I, doing this full time now five years, right? Yeah. So nobody, you'll be able to create the podcast you always that wish. I always wanted. That I just remember the frustration of finding all these like Artist Alley podcasts that didn't say anything that I think should be said. So just if I can offer a suggestion there, what I think you should do in that case is, you don't have to write it down, we're recording this. Um, so, <laughs> I'm a uh, note guy. Um, <laughs> the, uh, a great thing to do for that would be to take a digital recorder with you uh, to a con and just record stuff. Just record everything. Uh, you guys, listen, have you ever listened to Serial? Or, yeah, or, uh, or S-Town is another yeah, one. Well. So the best thing, of the phenomenal shows, and they're really well produced and everything, but the part of the, the thing I love the most about those shows is they record everything and you get a good sense of the conversations and the environment these people are in. The best, there's two moments. One from Serial, where the part where they're recreating the route from the Best Buy to the, mm -hmm. the, the you know, the, 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 the drive it, yeah, it, it became it became such an iconic thing and very popular at the time. Everyone was talking about the Best Buy and the phone booth and all that stuff. Um, there's this moment where she's trying to work it out. Uh, uh, Sarah Koenig is trying to work it out in her head. She's talking out loud, and then her producer says, "Hmm, there's a shrimp sale at the Crab Crib," and it's just <laughs> a completely side. She just saw a sign that said that. <laughs> And just said it out loud, but it was hilarious because that's the kind of stuff that happens in the conversation. Right. There's another one in S Town where uh, the guy's interviewing, I guess, this one family, and he's got this uncle who had some sort of brain injury. I think he was shot in the head or something at one point, and has a bit of a brain injury. And uh, have you seen? Have you heard this podcast? No. Okay, it's good. <laughs> it's 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 completely not relevant to the story, but you have to explain it because this guy. Part part of the result of his injury is that he just yells things out. He doesn't have much of a filter, so he's like. Yeah, and he just kind of, like, he's really loud. Yeah. And so you have to explain that because this guy's talking in the background and you don't know what's going on. So that whole scene is really well set by the audio. So if you take a, a recorder with you, you don't have to, like, interview people or anything. You can just sit there and, okay, uh, and, and maybe you're talking through your setup and, and you're talking with other people where to go and that kind of stuff. And just pick and choose your audio and use it in the podcast. Because okay, so if we were going to do that, 
what kind of gear do we need? Oh, um, I could any digital recorder. I would go a little bit better than your phone, although phones are pretty good these days for, for audio. But you can get a good digital recorder for pretty cheap. Digital audio recorder. So it has a um, microphone built in. Yeah, and it has a storage built in. Yeah, it's the... a it's a it's a USB uh, sorry a SD card usually or something like that. And audio doesn't take up a lot of space, so that's right. that's good. So not like a good some some kind of adapter to the iPhone. Yeah. Like oh yeah. You, you can actually buy microphones like this. Actually, a microphone like this that will hook into your iPhone. So there's yeah. that as well. Uh, it's all about the input, right? It's all about the recording device and the microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I'm anyway, the reason I'm saying all this is because one of the best parts I think of a good podcast is having audio other than the people talking. Right. Uh, now this is fine. We're gonna sit here. We're gonna talk for 45 minutes to an hour, um, and that's fine. But if you can break it up with something else that's relevant to the conversation, so in that, I think that really makes things interesting. So in that regard, though, does that not then add to the edit time? Like, yeah. Let's talk about the back end of making a podcast a little bit. Like once you were done here today, right? You have graciously agreed to handle our back end. Yes. So what have you <laughs> actually? Oh, <laughs> okay. I didn't mean that the way it sounded, Justin. Come on. <laughs> <clears throat> I just got that. Like, it took me uh, two seconds some to get that. Some of us are going to progress as mature adults. <laughs> <Not> okay. <laughs> and some of us don't have to. I'm wearing Spider-Man pajamas in my clothes right now. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so what do you have to do when we're done? Uh, well, this one is a pretty straightforward conversation, so probably not a lot of editing involved. I mean, we could talk about... You know, I've heard podcasts where they play little clips and stuff and they have like a bit of a soundboard feel where they, a lot of it is done live. I don't know if you guys ever heard of the Jay and Dan podcast. It's Jay Henry and Dan O'Toole. It's a sports podcast. Don't worry about it. Um, it's They're just really funny guys. You know who I'm talking about? Those two no. guys? Jay Henry and Dan O'Toole, they were two sportscasters. They were on TSN here in Canada. And a couple of years ago, they got a big deal in the States and they went down to Fox Sports 1. And their, their trademark is their hilarious kind of uh, highlight reel banter. They do these really funny highlight reel things. So they went down there for a few years. And when they were down there, they started a podcast as these two Canadian guys in the States, in L.A. And it's really funny. It's a hilarious podcast. And they just they, their producer puts these little sound clips in. And I can't tell if they're live or not. I suspect they're not. But it, to me, it, it, it's not the right kind of audio you want in a situation. like that. It just seems like, I don't know, it's not my cup of tea, I guess. But So let's say, let's just... So we go out there with a digital recorder of some sort and we take some snippets that we think are on theme. Then we send those to you. How do you get it from the device? Oh, yeah. Does well, it you come could, out by e- USB? Or? Yeah, you can send me the USB or you can just like Dropbox it to me or something. The, that kind of stuff is easy. Like, you anybody... say that, but you're a busy person. Yeah, but I can. I, well, the thing is, I, I, this kind of stuff, I've been doing it long enough that it's pretty effortless for me to to do this kind of work and and like the beauty of a podcast like this is that there isn't a whole lot of editing i'm not going to go in there and um edit out all the albums like the one i just did that's you know that's just part of a conversation what i might do is if we're at a point where i forget something and i lose my train of thought and i'm like we just have some silence there i might cut out that gap just mm-hmm. to, no, I'm going to leave it in to prove my point, but I, um, that kind of stuff, I might tighten it up a little bit. Right. I'm not going to modify the conversation. I'm not going to um, like go in there and micromanage the, the thing. I'm just going to listen through to it. Basically, I give it a once listen through, uh, and then anything that pops up, I kind of make a note and highlight something I might want to change, or I just change it. Another thing I'll do, and I don't know if you guys want me to do this or not, but a lot of podcasts will have show notes where they have a little, like a little mark in the podcast where the conversation changes to a different topic. And oh, some, people, great some people do that. Yeah, you can some skip people, ahead. Yeah, some people really enjoy that. I'm a, I'm a fan of just listening to the entire podcast, but yeah. 
some people like to get to the good stuff, right? So there, we, we could do that as well. That's mm. a neat idea. Yeah. yeah. I also like the idea of being able to steal snippets of people's wisdom from the show floor and then share it and discuss it. Oh, yeah. Like, that would be a yeah. fun... Putting a little streeter yeah. together, that'd be a you lot know, of like fun. You know, like I had the, um, I had the uh, marvelous, marvelous interaction with Jim Steranko. I wish I had recorded the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but even just two or three sentences from that guy we could talk about for weeks, <laughs> I bet. Um, there's a, another podcast uh, done by a former student of mine. Uh, his name is Jason Duick, and it's called the uh, Infinity Plus One podcast it's uh produced by geekdom house are you familiar with geekdom house yeah so, geekdom you know geekdom house, house? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh kyle raj and those guys they feature um, my stuff a couple yeah i've, I've dealt with them it's, it's a really good organization yeah, they yeah, have yeah. Uh, kind of They're this great. um uh anyway so they do this podcast and and so they have a question of the week kind of thing and they basically ask everybody involved the, the question and get answers and when they were at and i'm going to plug my own con again fan quest um but uh when they were there uh, again uh jason had to set up with a microphone facing out from his booth and he just basically asked people i think the, the question was what's your favorite star wars moment right because he just wanted to get and he put together this really nice kind of montage of responses and and you know people had different ideas and even when something came up often like a lot of for a lot of people it's the i am your father moment and that came up yeah. quite often right. he kind of ran a bunch of those back to back and it's really <laughs> and it's really cool you can do a lot of fun stuff with with audio like that so um anyway getting back to your original question it's i'm not it's not a huge time investment for me because i really enjoy doing it so this is the kind of stuff that i like i'll do it for my own podcast i do two podcasts a week okay and so i still do that stuff. as a creative person who has a studio and i enjoy doing it too there are still there's only so many hours in the day so yeah. we're here for you know it's it'll be probably about an hour and a half all told by the time you're out of here right yeah. for setup and takedown uh, dan's come to the studio to do this recording uh when you get back then how many, what's the actual minute count of how much work you'll have to do? No, make? I can keep track of it for you if you want. I can yeah. let you know. Mm-hmm. I Let's, mean, I and suspect. And then we can share with people. I suspect it'll be a little bit, another hour and a half probably. Okay. Because uh, it'll be an hour to listen through mm-hmm. and then another half hour for um, podcast, for posting. We still have to talk about the other uh, platform you want to post these episodes on. We didn't right. talk about that. So what kind um, of, let's jump to that. Okay. Uh, well, I've got, and I actually have a couple options up here and I'll, I'll just bring it up. Oh, hopefully. I'm not connected to the internet, but I still have the pages open. Um, so, uh, and I had suggested to you guys, so th- so when you podcast, you have to host the sound somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like YouTube where you can just upload stuff for free. That doesn't exist for audio. The closest thing to so it. so weird. I know, well, I mean, Isn't YouTube. not a million dollar idea? Can't we make that? <laughs> well, how do you make money off of it, though? YouTube kind of did this thing, and then Google bought it and monetized it with the advertising. Right. Nobody's managed to do that for for audio because every podcast has their own advertising it's just it just evolved differently oh, because they have their own advertising right. contracts so youtube right. youtube they came into this agreement like you post videos but we get to put our advertising on it and that's the way they structured it it just doesn't exist for audio so you have to pay for it so and if you have a substantial amount like um a lot of people will say soundcloud now they're they have a, a free i'm looking at their plan here the free soundcloud plan is um um you get three hours of content so that would be three episodes of your podcast and that would be it yeah no, they no, cut no. you off not enough so yeah. but if you're a musical artist and you want to put your songs on there yeah, that's, three hours, that's yeah. a good yeah. amount that's yeah. a good yeah. amount of music for, you could put up there for a demo or something like yeah, that three albums or whatever yeah so then they have the next stage which is, which is yeah. the pro uh and that's six dollars a month or 55 dollars a year and that gives you six hours of content what? still oh. still not enough for yeah, us no, right no. Okay, so for SoundCloud, the Pro Unlimited uh, plan, and this is kind of where they all want you to go, right? You can tell 
Look at all these check marks and the, the thing yeah. where look at all these you get all these things with this. So um, it's unlimited, unlimited storage. So right. that's really what you guys want. Uh, now you will be putting out. Uh, I assume this is a weekly podcast. We'd like to do it weekly. Okay. It sort of depends on on your availability and our availability. <laughs> okay. But uh, um, if not weekly, then bi-weekly for sure. Okay, so say we do it weekly, uh, and it's an hour-long episode. So an hour-long MP3 is about 70 megabytes. And uh, so you would need, um, I think I figured it out, to about 6 gigabytes per year of storage space. Uh, or, I mean, if you think about a weekly podcast, that's 52 hours right. of, of, um, of content. So the, the Unlimited is certainly a good plan here. And the thing I like about SoundCloud is they have a really good shareable platform where you can share right from the website to any other platform. To I think that's pretty key. We don't want to be directing people to somewhere else to go listen to it. We just want to be able to like post the link on, you know, our several. Well, sites. yeah. Well, are these things we need to consider? Like I assume we'll be able to have it through our, you know, through your proprietary Apple services and you'll be able to have it outside of that if you so choose. Yeah. I mean, uh, people like to listen to podcasts, how they like to listen to it. Right. Yeah. So it's either through the iTunes app on your iPhone um, we submit an RSS feed to that, and then there's also Google Play on the Android devices, so we submit a feed to that as well. And then probably you can have it on your website and but and, and on your social media, your Facebook, Twitter. And the beauty of SoundCloud is it shows up there as a player. So all you have to do is if you if it pops up and I see the tweet from you, I just hit play and it's right there on Twitter, and I can just play it off of that right. if I want to. Like so it's now all. What kind of analytics do you get from that? Well, that, hey, I'm glad you asked that question because you have <laughs> uh, um, what you, this is another difference between the plans. So if you have uh, the basic plans for free, all you get is the number of times it's played, how many times it's liked, reposted, comments and downloads. If you go to the next one, you get who played it the most and by country. You can find out who's listening for countries around the world. If you dive into the full plan, you get um, um, breakdown by city. So you can see who's listening in which city across uh, oh, that's interesting because we visit, you know, yeah. Yeah. so many different cities. It'd be interesting to see. Oh, I'm sure that you guys would see uh, a kind of a, a spike in whatever city you visited if you're promoting the podcast at right. your tables, which you which probably sh- you probably should do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, I mean, this is like so that the price for all that stuff. Self promotion. Yeah, no, that's all. Yeah. It's, that's good. It's key to success. Um, so it's uh, like I said, it's one hundred forty five dollars a year uh, for SoundCloud. Now, Libsyn, which is what I use uh, for my two podcasts, because I post two weekly podcasts, each of which are an hour long, and we just needed more space. So 104 hours of content. Yeah, and so, but they do it differently. It's a little strange, and this is kind of, I'm actually, now that I'm looking at SoundCloud, I might want to switch over to SoundCloud, just because I'm looking at this stuff. Hey, SoundCloud, if you're listening, <laughs> we would love to be a product endorser. There you go. This, uh, this podcast brought to you by SoundCloud. Um, and I'm looking at this going, okay, so it's 800 megabytes of monthly storage. And that's, that's the key thing. So what happens is I upload a certain amount of, of, uh, of audio per month. And if I hit that mark, 800 megabytes, I'm not allowed to upload anymore oh, until the beginning of the next month. So you can't build a, a cushion. You can't keep up. You can't upload. Like if I had the problem with that is if I have like a hundred episodes in backlog, right. I can't just upload them all there. It's about posting regular content. Yeah, so- for us, so to help us work through this, we may, there'll be some weekends where we're away or traveling or, you know, gathering content. Um, and so when we come back, we may want to record two or three back-to-back episodes. Yeah. Um, but then you'd want to upload them 
No, well, you can you could like going through the other way through SoundCloud, you could just upload them whenever you wanted. Right. Um, this one, you would have to wait until the next. If you if you were already at your limit for your space, right. you'd have to wait until next month to, to upload it. So it's a little bit limiting in that way. Um, but they do give you really kick-ass um, analytics, and and I I can dig down right into my analytics and see exactly where people are. Although it seems like SoundCloud gives me almost the same thing, but um, but Libsyn is a very well known. It's probably the oldest uh, podcast plat hosting platform out there. Um, and the other one I have here is uh, you can just use a WordPress account, a basic WordPress account, and uh, you can upgrade your storage on WordPress. So basically, you can upload. The episode that you can upload the sound file right to WordPress, and right. you have to have a minimum of six megabytes per year or six gigabytes per year, and uh, that would be um, a, t a premium account, which is ten bucks a month, so about one hundred twenty bucks a year, so a little bit cheaper than SoundCloud. But I don't think you get the analytics that they give you; you don't get the uh, stats and that kind of thing. Right. So yeah. there's that. But that's another. People who already have a WordPress site like to use that because it's an existing platform that they use, and they're they're okay with that. Right. So it's all about preference, right? But yeah, the, the, it's kind of an interesting thing that you do have to pay for. So there is a cost associated, not only for the equipment, but also for the, the hosting of the sound. Super pumped. You're a guy who runs a couple of different things and does lots of fan-related, um, community-related things, So and you're giving us this time. And so <laughs> I feel like that we need to somehow reciprocate. So I'm just doing some math here. So if it takes you about two hours a week to do our thing and our work it takes us about eight hours give or take to do a page of illustration oh yeah right so maybe we could do some quid pro quo where at the you know at the six month mark we could do a, some exclusive content for say fan quest oh that'd be nice one of those things, i right? love that some stuff where we uh scratch each other's back with what we both like to do like it, to me that doesn't seem like work like to you your eyes lit up and you're like wow that seems like generous <laughs> yeah but absolutely to me, it'd be fun the same way that when i said hey do you want to help us with our podcast you were like yeah that'd be fun but <laughs> exactly. to me, it seems like a lot of work yeah yeah, yeah. So no, that sounds great let's trade joys then we quid pro quo clarice yeah. i am yeah. that made me think of the silence of the lambs but that's okay um with your good bag and your cheap <laughs> shoes <laughs> such a good movie okay yeah so and so what do you guys think do you think soundcloud is the way to go for this or or are you do you want me to look like show you some more detail let's or? go for it okay yeah. i said let's go for it and if we change dear listeners we'll tell you how and why the beauty is that no matter even if you do change it you can still like the feed um can be modified so even if people subscribe to you on itunes it's all through an rss feed so you can go in and change the feed details without and so people don't have to resubscribe you can go to a new site host it on wordpress change that in the feed and then it goes out right. the, the great thing about the feed is that you never have to do it unless that happens you don't have to do anything with it right once you set it up all you do is post an episode and it automatically goes goes everywhere. out there and that's that, that's, that's the I best like. thing and that is by the way the definition of a podcast is a um an episodic piece of audio or video because there are video podcasts although we don't think of them that way um that is uh able you are able to subscribe to via an rss feed that is the actual definition of a podcast so where does the where does the name you know i always found it fascinating this idea of the blog right coming from web, originally web, web blog, blog yeah. right so podcast is there a you know without googling it is there a way no i know that, that i from? teach this uh it's uh the pod is simply from ipod it was at the time uh, really yeah, yeah. apple hmm. got on board with this early on so the the first podcast started coming out around 2004 is when it really started becoming a, a more... Is that new? Yeah, absolutely, yep. I always imagined well, it I mean, people, longer. People have been recording the their audio, web. but uh, I'm sure on the dark web there's there's some stuff out there. But as far as it becoming a popular kind of well-known thing, 2004 is the first um, 
iterations of it. And, and then Apple, the next year, Apple included podcast subscription services and stuff in iTunes in their update. And so, and that of course is going back to when we actually had to plug our iPhones into our computer right. and download our songs onto our yeah. iPhone and that kind of stuff. Now we don't have to worry about that. But um, the pod came from iPod because people would listen to them on their iPods. And that's all it is. And it's a cast. It's just a bright, like a podcast broadcast. That's kind of the idea. That's, it just stuck. It was just a name that stuck. So, and Apple is kind of intertwined with it now because, and, it, and by the way, it is my favorite way to listen is through the Apple iTunes app. Um, I had an Android phone for a while. Is that an Android or is it an Apple? You guys are all Apple users? We're in all here? Apple, yeah. Okay. Um, creative types like Apple products. Uh, but uh, Until the new one, I heard that there's no like cords, no plugins, no. Man, I can tell you this whole, I understand what Apple's trying to do with the whole get rid of the cords thing, but I had um, students do presentations today in class, yeah. and half of them have the new MacBooks, and all they have is the USB 3 right. connector. And I have like a Thunderbolt, I have they have to plug into my um, uh, decade-old projector in the classroom, yeah. and they don't have the right thing for it. So it's a problem now. Which We're gonna have to get interesting because Apple used to be very much focused on the classroom environment and making that work. Well, well they want us all to get Apple TVs. Anymore, yeah. No, they want us all to buy Apple TVs <laughs> for our projectors so that we can just stream it, airplay it to the projector. But we don't have that kind of money over at the college yet. Yeah, so right. anyway, um, but yeah, I think that uh, I forget what we were talking about. That's what happens to to me a lot. Okay, so then what do you do? You're in the podcast. You've lost your train of thought. It, that's the great thing about it. Again, Justin is looking at his phone. Yeah. You don't know what we're talking about. What do we do? What well, we, do you do? We were do talking about. I was commercial? talking. No, well, you could actually. Um, but the the beauty of podcasting is that it's it's all very informal, so people forgive this kind of thing. It's not like there's no expectation to be. I don't say no expectation to be professional, but. It's okay to be, uh, you know, have faults and to screw up and to... To be human. Yeah, exactly. But you're just a regular person having a conversation. So this kind of stuff, it's okay. People can cut it out if they want. And some people do, but I don't usually because it's all part of the experience. Right. So, and that, I just say that's just my excuse because I'm lazy and I don't want to do that kind of stuff. But right. I like I like including that kind of thing. I do. It's the parts that I find, the podcast I listen to, like we talked about earlier, when it gets a little bit more raw, it endears me to the podcaster. You know, as long as they're not a complete jackass, anyway. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> How, it's the first hurts. episode. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. let's take it easy. And, um, People are going to tune in for the back and forth. Yeah, well, and we have these long courts, so what's interesting about it, Dan, is we could be often uh, in the studio, Justin sitting way on that end of, the, of that end of the room, and I'm sitting over here, and we banter. <laughs> we could have a great banter. You could do, like, uh, you could just record the... the conversation yeah. in here because i mean some of this came up where we would be talking about when we first started going to shows and stuff we figured out or when i first started submitting to publishers the things i figured out you know yeah. we've been sharing our kind of life history as we shared this past year in the studio together and we would pause and say like oh i bet other people if I they wish, knew this they could skip ahead i wish somebody had told me this yeah like oh that's awesome so we want to do that yeah. as much as possible yeah i i like that and that's it's funny that you talk about that being kind of the impetus behind this podcast, because that's the same conversation Kenton and I had when we started Media Nerds, which was our first podcast, and it's been uh, five years now that we've been doing it. Um, and he's like, because we would have these awesome conversations about TV, movies, and just the media in general, news, how things are covered. It's just part of our conversation at work. And so he's like, we should just record these conversations. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So we just figured out and started recording it. And yeah, it was rough in the beginning, but you absolutely get better at it. And I have to say, for a first episode, this is going very well. 
Uh-oh. I think, oh. I think oh, we're, now we're I think we got a first po- episode jinx. I think we got a postable <laughs> I mean, we have a postable episode here. We both say oh no. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's funny cuz our first episode of Media Nerds will never see the light of day. That is mm-hmm. such an awful piece of, you know what? Uh, it's just not gonna. It's not ever gonna be posted. I don't even know if I still have it on my computer. No. Speaking uh, of, you know what? Are we allowed to swear? Is this PG thirteen? I think we should PG thirteen this. PG thirteen. I feel like because keep you know like I there's a bunch of podcasts I'd like to listen to in the car with my kids on the way uh-huh. to work, but I can't. Yeah, that's true. Although my okay. kids complain whenever I put any podcast on, they're like, nope, they don't want to listen to it. So. Um, <laughs> well, I've put on um, some of the like I, I really like podcasts that I enjoy include um, retelling of old mythologies or uh, pulp radio broadcasts, and so those are more or less safe. But what they respond to the most is the old ads, like a bunch of podcasts that I listen to that are just collections of old radio programs. Oh, that's a great with the ads included. Yeah. So they'll be like, "Dad, what's blue coal, and why is it heating the house? Like, what are they talking about?" I'm like, well, people had furnaces, and you had to light it and burn it and they're like but no what you know and it, so i love i love explaining old media to my kids or old advertising and stuff it's it's a lot of fun um justin what are some of your favorite podcasts that you listen to um i haven't been listening to many podcasts lately Puts so on youtube I, like, videos hmm? you listen to a lot of youtube i like audio. um uh usually when i'm working a good like kind of go to just to zone out is uh people reviewing really old terrible movies so red letter media is a big one yeah, I've, I've seen them yeah aren't they also um, drunk at the time sorry aren't they also drunk at the time one they of them usually you drink to? while they review yeah. old movies and um like the like old retro games like the angry video game nerd just plays like old terrible games and just talks about how terrible they are um and you you play this while you're working while you're yeah work. it's usually kind of on in the background it's like you know, something I glance over every once in a while. You don't have do, to be. You don't have to be visually engaged in it to. No, to, usually when, like we talked, like we, we said before, once kind of the the bare bones of the piece is figured out, then it's like probably you know four to five hours of just kind of the grunt work. Like you know what you need to do. You're just doing it. So us, you can grunt kinda, work might be uh, you know gradients or color theory or just layering the file over and over and over to build up what you need. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it's. You just have to do it. Yeah. You're right. But you don't but, have but, to. But well, no, sir. What I'm saying is that for the YouTube content, you, you obviously you're looking at what you're drawing, right? Mm-hmm, so you're yeah. not looking at the YouTube video. And you actually, you yes, told he me. He has like this starship kind of set up here where he has this like <laughs> view screen that oh, he's, it's like, right there. he controls okay. and then one that is. So he'll glance. So I always am. I've been fascinated watching Justin work because that would to me be so too much of a distraction. I cannot yeah. work in the way. The amount of focus he is able to. Uh, zero in on his work while he's also has a video in his ears that the image is present but he just can ignore yeah i'm that guy who goes to a sports bar and i just I i'm mesmerized by the <laughs> flickering screens i can't have a conversation yeah me too so i need when i want to watch media we have it on the tv that's far away i can ignore this one that's across the room right but if it was with me on the desk here no way i just want to say while we're on the topic i'm looking at seeing very two different uh very different workspaces here with you guys. Yours seems very modern and you've got the multiple screens and everything and you've got a very old school desk here. Yeah, like my, how uh, old is that desk? That desk is more than 100 years old. This desk used to belong I'll I'll dig it up for another podcast. I can't remember the guy's name, but it was an old uh, coin collector. Okay. My dad used to collect coins. Well, he still collects coins. Um, but uh, he loved the guy's desk and when the coin collector that he used to deal with uh, was uh, retiring, he bought the man's desk. So this was my dad's desk in oh. his study for my entire childhood growing up. And then when he moved, I told him, you know, 
there's a, a short list of things that I want uh, <laughs> yep. for their pure nostalgic value. And so one of them is this. But what's cool about it is that it has a, um, a trick, the drawers trick out and lock. So if you open the drawers in the wrong or in the right order, it will lock the desk shut because it used to keep valuable right. things. Coins, it, yeah. Right, coins, yeah. And you have to know the right order to open the drawers in order to unlock them. Oh, very cool. That's and awesome. I just thought, as a kid, that just fascinated me. So no. I work on this giant, big oak monstrosity. But you also got like a, a, a what is that, a skeleton of something there? I also have a skeleton of a cat. Oh, lots of bones, old bones. And, and, a, and, and a phrenology, yeah. is that phrenology on that it's head? A phrenology head there, yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, my, my workstation is more like wood and bones yeah. and just okay. steel and glass. And then to, so right. on top of this old desk, there is a MacBook Pro and this Luddite. lunatic. You can go ahead and see This that. lunatic paints with a freaking trackpad. Oh, I love it. That's how okay. he like he makes his paintings. With, I draw like, with a my Mac fingertips. Trackpad. Yeah. Meanwhile, over at my desk, I have a twenty twenty-four UX Cintiq that's about uh, a couple years old, um, and then a second monitor. So I'm drawing right onto the screen with the Cintiq, um, and now I can never go back to anything other than drawing on a screen. I'm I'm spoiled. <laughs> we had a fun moment uh, where the uh, difference in our age, which is about ten years, uh, really showed up here at the studio. <laughs> I, uh, Justin got a uh, record player as a gift from, uh, from Catherine, right? yeah. so from his girlfriend. Um, and I had to show him how to use the record player one night. <laughs> but and then the same hour, night, yeah. within a half an hour, <laughs> I had to do something on his Cintiq. And I was like an angry old man trying to return <laughs> soup at the deli, right? Like I could not figure out the ergonomics of it. I was afraid to touch the glass. I didn't want to lean on it. And he was just like, Take a deep breath. <laughs> he wouldn't help me. He refused to help me. Take a deep breath. In a half hour, you'll get it. And he was right. In a half hour, I was flying on. Interesting. That's fun. Uh, I think it's about time to wrap up. Okay. Cool. So um, I think this is a good first experiment uh, in podcasting. I, I hated really, it. Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> good. Good. Because you need it to be punished. Now, here's, a, here's another thing. Before we wrap up, here's the qu the, another question that haunts me every week, and I always have a tough time with it, is what do you name the episode? How do you want to name your episodes? Um, some people just go episode one, episode two, episode three. I like to have a clever, kind of a funny thing. Yeah, some this American with, lifestyle name to it. Yeah, uh, some people beginnings. go with a quote, a quote that happens in the podcast that maybe you can, that kind of encapsulates what it is. Or oh, um, so pull something out of the content. Spider-Man pajamas. Spider-Man pajamas. I think we could, yeah, that was what I was thinking too, Spider-Man pajamas. I think that's, that's the key. name of the episode. Um, so I, yeah, so if we're going to sign off, you gave us some, uh, you gave us a hint uh, that we should have a closing phrase, which is something I say in my emails and at shows all the time is ladies and gentlemen you should join the fight and make comics